0: Hey everybody, this is Matt and Nicole. On this episode of After the Kid Goes Down, we're going to watch a jammie. Let's go. So, what do you know about Ajiami?
1: So, it's a nominee for Best International Feature um, from 2010, which is the year that we are focusing on Best Feature Film nominees and Best International Feature Film Because that's nominees. the
0: year we started dating.
1: That's the year we started dating, yeah. Hurray. So, this one is <coughs> out of Israel.
0: I'm going into this like blind, of all blind. Like I don't know if it's comedy.
1: Do you even even work on this podcast?
0: No, I'm just talent.
1: You're just (laughs) talent. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, this is part of the reason we wanted to watch more foreign films, right? Because Mm we were at least I felt like I'm very out of the foreign film realm, and every time we watch one that gets recommended to us, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, we've done like what a handful. Yeah. Um, between season one and two, um, we watched Kurosawa. We watched, was it City of God?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else have we seen? Old Boy. Three Idiots. Three Idiots. Um, what was a terrible one with that With that terrible Indian one with, like, that toxic asshole? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. the hell was that one called? That's I don't forget. remember.
0: It was, it was bad, s- though. It
1: was stupid. No one needs to know what it was called.
0: Um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go down this path to f- see these... So these are all best oh, look, foreign para- film. I'm
1: sorry, Parasite. Like we can't forget that yes, we saw yes, Parasite season one. I'm sorry, I totally interrupted. So these you.
0: are all best foreign films, or also got nominated for best picture.
1: These were all nominated for best international feature. Nothing Didn't win, to do with...
0: just nominated, or they won?
1: One of them won.
0: Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, right, right. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time wrapping. We are my hand watching
1: this. all of the nominees.
0: Yes, if you speak slowly for me, that helps better. <laughs> Okay, cool. So you don't know if it's serious or.
1: I'm pretty sure it's serious. Oh. It's available on Canopy, which is the, well, at least in, in our area. Canopy? Um, yeah, which is the library's streaming service. Oh, is
0: that how we're going to watch it?
1: That is how we're going to watch it.
0: What's the runtime in this sucker? 120 minutes. So okay. two hours even. All right, it's not terrible. Especially- Almost a cool 90.
1: Yeah. Almost a cool 90, except not really.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm striking out all over the place to start this podcast. So It's okay. Let's go watch the movie.
1: All right.
0: Ajami, released in 2009, currently streaming on Canopy. Directed by Skandar Kopti and Yaren Shani. Misunderstanding and violence spiral out of control in Palestine and Israel. Omar has to pay for his uncle's mistake. Malik is a Palestinian illegal from Nablus who is working for Abu Elias to pay off his mother's medical bills. Dando is an Israeli policeman distraught at the disappearance of his conscripted brother. And Binj is an apolitical, hedonistic Arab despised by his friends for having a Jewish girlfriend. Alright, so we just finished... Aj- Ajami, Aj- Ajami.
1: I think so. Yeah, Ajami.
0: Um, Ajami, which apparently is a city or area of Tel Aviv. What'd you think?
1: It was a lot.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: There's five different parts, and uh, they all happen in like different places in the timeline.
0: Yep. They Tarantino did a little bit. Yeah,
1: I was of trying to avoid saying that they Tarantinoed it, um, and then they all come together in the end. But I honestly don't see how. Like, I like. I'm not getting how effective it actually was.
0: Yeah, the purpose. What did you think? I mean, I guess anytime, anytime a director does that, I feel like they're trying to give you the good old like. Every character has their own story type of feeling, right? Like, you think that person is a bad person, and you find out their background, and they have a point of view. Like, that's the purpose of telling a story out of order. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mando in this... uh, Dando. As I said, Dando. Um, Not like the Mandalorian. Dando (laughs) is, you know, you first think he's like a hitman drug dealer, and then you find out he's a cop, and you find out he had his brother murdered by Arabs, and that pisses him off. And so, like, I get why they did it. Um, out of all the films we listed in expectations, I felt like this was, I don't want to say weakest.
1: because my it, least favorite, it's for It was sure. my least
0: favorite, but it's its a good movie. It reminded me of a less powerful City of God.
1: Yeah, like way less powerful. You know, it,
0: it has to do with crime and growing up, you know, not even growing up, it, it really takes place pretty quickly. You know, um, City of God takes place over almost 10 or 15 years, you know, where... This takes place much more over a couple years. Um, it was interesting. I mean, it's the first Israeli film I've ever seen. Yeah. It's the, I think, in as of 2010, it was the fourth or fifth straight, the third year in a row that an Israeli film was nominated for an Academy Award. So it was interesting to see that culture and the, the language. That's all something that I'm just not familiar with. So that was kind of... Cool to see them switch. You know, the 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 Jew Jewish people speak straight Hebrew. The Arabs speak Arabic, obviously, and and some of them can go back and forth. It's directed by two guys, an Arab and a Jew, so they combine forces to create a like a very unique version of kind of what I was just describing. Like mm-hmm. it gives you a little bit into both worlds, which again, in and of itself, is impressive. It took them seven years to make the film. Hmm. Most of the actors, like God God of War, City of God, are, like, non-actors that acted for the film.
1: That are from this area? Okay.
0: Locals that, you know, the guys that play the cops were ex-cops, and they played versions of themselves, essentially. Um, In fact, the scene where they're trying to sell them the red boots Mm -hmm. um, was not scripted. They were riding around in the car. Yeah, they were riding around in the car to like film and somebody stopped them and tried to sell them the red boots and the cops reacted like they would have if they were cops and kind of improvised it and were quasi-joking around and the filmmakers decided to keep it in the film.
1: That's crazy. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's a very authentic film, which I appreciated. Um, It did give me a little slice into what it's like there um, in Tel Aviv, but um, it was good. I mean, I don't know.
1: The only thing that I didn't understand was why dando who when we finally see his part what was he chapter three yeah or something um when we see his chapter he's like a loving and he's a good cop he's a loving um father who is loving and involved father uh, mm-hmm. to his kids And, um, you know, he's distraught over the, what we find out is first his brother's missing and then we find out that he was, um, actually killed. And so I was like, well, then what would he kill Malik for? Mm -hmm. And then you find out that it's just Malik happened to have his brother's watch. Yep. You never find out how Malik got it. Um... I kept thinking, like, it's not a comedy of errors. It's just, like, a tragedy of errors. And it's, like, I feel like a lot of it is due to... I mean, a lot of it's due to the fact that, like, there's all of this infighting between the different religions and the different income levels. They very clearly hate
0: each other just for being Jews and Arabs. You get a little bit of that in there, sprinkled throughout the film.
1: Yes, but it was. It also seemed like Omar was like dumb. Like Omar made yeah. a lot of bad decisions. Correct. Even when people were like, "Don't do that. You're an idiot." Yep. Um,
0: his little brother's like, "I only feel safer on Omar," and I'm like, "Why?"
1: Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really like it. Okay. I thought it was pretty boring. Um, okay. And. It just it took forever for all the parts to come together, yeah. and it just didn't do it to me in a very satisfying or impactful way. Yeah,
0: it's broken down into the five chapters, and they're all out of order. Well, I think chapter one and two are kind of that's what was weird to me. Chapter one and two were chronological.
1: Well, and, and then, then it jumps
0: around, and like I didn't understand. So is he is he is did the restaurant owner, pay off his debt to the gang, so they're like. Forever working for him—is that kind of the implication, right? Like he's working off the debt that he now owes.
1: I guess I don't know. That really wasn't clear. I mean, it was clear that the restaurant owner at least pay- paid the down payment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I think he was still trying. He needed to raise the rest of the money, the rest of that like thirty-eight thousand mm. or whatever it was, which is why he was trying to sell the drugs in the first place. Okay.
0: I didn't understand why. Is it Bing? Bing? Binge? Binge. Binge. It was kind of the coolest section, I thought. Like, that was the chapter that, to me, was the most interesting because he's kind of caught in both worlds, right? He wants to move to the Jewish part of town. His friends, like, kind of... Some of his friends don't like that he's doing that. And he's dating a Jewish girl. And he speaks both Hebrew and Arabic. And then he's his brother stabbed a guy over a goat argument. And then he's... I, I thought he was an interesting character, and I would have liked to see more of him or have him introduced earlier. Um, I didn't understand what he was doing with the drugs. Yeah, like, I don't know. Why, why did he would flush you... the drugs? I think he was trying to OD on purpose, but, like, why would he litter his apartment with fake drugs?
1: I, that was a question for me. Like, why would you toss the drugs and then put fake drugs everywhere. My
0: only thought... Especially
1: when you know that the cops are coming back. Like, what are they going to do? Are you going to go to jail?
0: Well, that was kind of my thought. My thought was, is he thinking this is never going to stop because the Israelis have control of the police force and they apparently can just raid your house whenever they want. So, like, is he getting rid of the evidence to his brother and then, like, kind of masking it as if he had it hidden everywhere? Yeah. Like, in a weird way, like a giant prank? I guess. Or one last fuck you to the uh, the Jewish police? I don't know.
1: I don't think he was trying to OD. He texted his girlfriend to ask her to come and do coke with him. So... Yeah, but he was ripping a lot of
0: lines of coke.
1: But I was also wondering if it was bad stuff. Like... Possible. Probably you shouldn't just start taking drugs that you don't really know where they came from. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know because it really wasn't clear.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. It's tough because I don't know if it's not clear because we're missing elements that we would we would understand if we we're from the we had more familiarity or maybe with we're that just, culture. Maybe we're missing something that we that's obvious. I don't know. Um, what do you think of the acting? Considering most of them are not real actors,
1: I thought they the acting was pretty good. Yeah, um, I thought they were fairly natural. I thought probably the best was the girlfriend whose name I can't remember—not um, Benji's girlfriend, but Omar's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and her father too.
0: See, I didn't think it was boring. I just thought it was like, yeah, you know, I didn't see Malik getting—spoiler alert—getting quote unquote shot originally. That I did not see coming.
1: Well, but he doesn't. Uh-huh. I know
0: he doesn't, but I mean, as of chapter two, you think he's dead. Yeah. So I didn't see that coming. And then. That
1: was a bit of a gut punch because he's like probably the only likable, the only truly likable character.
0: I was very confused. I thought he was the brother having grown older.
1: Yeah. That's what for, I'm saying. Like, it for like just... three
0: chapters. And again, maybe I was, maybe they, they, they called the younger brother his real name earlier. But like I I kept, and I don't, I don't know if it's because we watched City of God, but I kept thinking we were jumping in time. And I think you almost never do, or you do like maybe... Well, they're they're minor
1: jumps in time, but the thing is that it's like, it's jumping from character to character without any context, like at all, until much later. Yep. And so you're watching the first, like probably five to 10 minutes of this jump, like wondering like, why are we here Mm -hmm. and who are all these people? And that's probably... The first three chapters are like that, and yeah. then finally, by chapter four, you're starting to come together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the final chapter is how it all comes together. But,
0: I, mean, I didn't understand. Was Malik going to visit his mother across the border, or was he going to do shady stuff across the border and bring money back to for her? I, you know, he's
1: not from. He's. I don't think he's from.
0: He's not. He's an like, illegal immigrant.
1: They're from the other the other side yeah. and she had to be brought to I think she had to be brought to Tel Aviv for the hospital. Yeah. So because the restaurant owner uh and the daughter just like go visit her. Yeah. Um so she must be and then when when she gets sent home like she's I don't know. So and maybe none of that's important. Ne- like, how do they know him to begin with? How do they know it was his birthday? I don't know.
0: I guess I kind of just assumed that the guy running the restaurant is kind of a big deal and just helps people that can help him in turn.
1: Until it's like the Muslim falls in love with my Catholic daughter and then yeah. they are out on the street. Or
0: Yeah. Classic. I don't know. Classic people not wanting to get married because of religion reasons. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. Not great. Um I don't know if I would recommend it to people. I mean if I mean it's the only real Middle Eastern movie we've seen I guess. So
1: mm-hmm. there's no real comparison. I don't I, it it really it just all came down to like the structure for me. It was just
0: Yeah. It was didn't... just
1: off. The the story I guess ultimately was okay, but the way that it was structured and how long it took to get to a point that was well, it's thought, sad and it's tragic, yeah, it but is. it's it's more just it's just like
0: uh. I mean, it's very sad and tragic. You have a lot of innocent lives being killed for dumb reasons. Yeah,
1: so it should be more impactful than yeah. it was. Agreed. Like
0: Well, there were there were like weird motifs and that like didn't follow through like him like the 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 youngest kid drawing the the like graphic novel version of the movie only happened in chapter one that never comes back, but he kind of narrates periodically. He comes back throughout. a little bit. A little bit, but like, what's the point of that? I don't know. Nobody points out like, oh, he's a good artist and he has a future in art. like, Or t- there's, some, there's a great opportunity to give that character a little more depth.
1: He's also like some kind of seer.
0: Yeah. Like and
1: he, he narrates the film, but only for the... F- First part. Well, re- you th-
0: it's just a re- repetitive narration, though. He ends up repeating the same speech about open your eyes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. Count to three.
1: Wasn't even paying attention that much then, I guess, because. So what do you want to give it? I don't know, it feels a, like a shame to give it a two and a half, even though that's how much I enjoyed it, because... It's
0: got a 97% of Rotten Tomatoes.
1: 97%. Now, keep
0: in mind, again, people forget with Rotten Tomatoes, that's not that, that doesn't mean every critic thought it was 97% good. That just means 97% of the ratings were positive. Now, there's different gradients of positive. Like, that could be everybody saying,
1: yeah, it's okay. What did Roger Ebert think? I don't know. That's what I want to know. What do you think? I think that it did not achieve what it set out to achieve. I could tell what it was trying to achieve, and I don't think it did it.
0: I thought it was. I thought, I thought the biggest misstep, because I agree with you, was honestly how it ended, like having Omar run back to the van that is now empty, and he doesn't know his younger brother has gone inside and been shot, and just to cut. The movie ends with him like spinning around, being like, "Where's my brother?" With, like, Cut his, to black.
1: Yeah, with like his like dopey face. Yeah,
0: like all the movies we've seen about tragedy because of poverty or crime, the most gut wrenching, powerful moments are not the crime or violence; it's the aftermath, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you see this big moment where this innocent kid.
1: It's like it's the culmination of all their storylines, and then it ends.
0: It ends so you, with,
1: you end at the climax, and that's that's it.
0: Yeah, you end with Malik, what, laying on the ground stunned, I guess? Because he's not shot. So he's just laying there, Mando, Dando, Diggory-Doo.
1: Who was my favorite character, mostly because yeah. he was a good dad. but
0: <laughs> He's laying there, essentially dead. Little boy's dead. And Omar, you're right. Runs to the van, trips, gets the van, and is like, "Where's my brother?" Cut to black, and it's like, oh, guys, like, there's your missed opportunity. Like, you could have then- at
1: least taken a moment for him to like look in the van, turn around, and then like, like let's watch his face for yeah. like ten seconds as he realizes like there's only one place the brother pr- like likely went. He probably followed me, like, sh- shit. Yeah. It ends up like... I don't know. It's, well, just it's like, huh?
0: It's almost silly to be like, we're going to go do a drug deal. You stay here with a backpack with the gun in the bag. Don't do anything dumb. It's like, well,
1: yeah. what and the do kids you think cry. going to Don't go. Yeah, don't
0: go. Don't go. Okay, this is... this Omar, this sounds like a great fucking plan, bro. Like
1: Omar is dumb. He's,
0: he's not bright. Not bright. But we kind of know that the whole film, don't we? Like
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. He...
0: And you know I mean he's like
1: everyone listens to him, right, like the mother listens to him, they all talk yeah. about leaving right like they're they're essentially involved in this clan drama, Yeah. uh, because the uncle shot a clan member of this like high power clan um and then that clan is is out for murder of the family. A neighbor dies because they think it's Omar. Um, but Omar never runs from anything because to run is to be a coward. Um, and so the mother. you never
0: see him be brave.
1: No. The mother is like, let's get out of town. Like, let's leave. And he's like, no, like, we have to face this. It'll be worse if we don't face it. And like, they're like, okay. But then like, I think like two or three other people also recommend that they leave. Yeah. So it's like. At that point, I'm like, oh, probably running is, like, the right thing to do here. Yeah. How what can is you he staying for?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, why is he staying? What's anchoring him there? Mom wants to leave. This they idea leave.
1: of, like, being brave?
0: Of pride, I guess. I just don't. I thought the first chapter had a lot of promise because I thought the setup was good. Like it starts with this everyday life. They're bathing grandpa. They're fixing a car, and this and then this kid just gets shot. And I, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this movie's gonna be fucking real. Mm-hmm. And then and then everything that followed that I thought was again was good setting up. You have this weird relationship between Omar and the and the and the chick that he's asking for help from, and you have a, a very clear dollar amount they've been giving given with time, right? You have the Thirty days to get this much money, or the 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 agreement we have come to increases. And I'm doing that for you so that you, your family doesn't get killed. It was all great setup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have this great dramatic yeah. act one, yeah, and then the rest of it kind of like it was almost like they, but they instead of focusing on that and making that the center point of the rest of the film, they went and did little vignettes. That were kind of anchored in the original drama,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it lost the tension.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I think I, I will then go. With, I'm gonna go with two and a half.
0: Two and a half. I was gonna say what three. It, I, I'm it, going you're going with three. three. Yeah.
1: I just didn't like it, and I I I always feel bad doing that to a film which is obviously uh, critically acclaimed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean um, we have to like but it. But
1: is well because I just you know
0: you feel like I always feel like I'm missing something
1: that I just don't understand because of my own lived experience but I just I think like you said there was missed opportunities and I don't think it was effective.
0: I would agree 100%. 100% I think it I think it felt like a film and I don't know what the filmmaker's background is but a, a young filmmakers or first time filmmakers that 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 kind of had maybe a mood or tone or message they wanted to send but didn't know how to tell it with a solid plot. You know, like, City of God doesn't really have a plot, but like I said, it follows people over the course of, I think it's like 10 to 15 years. So you have a lot of time, which lends itself to a lot of stories, a lot of Mm -hmm. mini arcs. Mm -hmm. When you have a film take place over a shorter period of time, and like I said, with all that set up in Chapter 1, again, the message is clear. That's why I like the, the, the binge, bing... Chapter Because I thought that was the best, clearest chapter of Arab-Jewish conflict. But the rest of it was kind of just, they they were just going for, uh, you know.
1: It was too disparate.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Random question. Was our canopy, which is what we stream this on, yeah. uh, having buffering issues? Or was the frame rate just, like, weird?
0: I don't know. There's no way to know that. I'd have to see the film in a different format. But it was a little jumpy. So I don't know if that's Canopy or the film. Okay. All right. Three stars for me. Two and a half from you. Yep. Maybe the next one will be better. Yep.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of After the Kid Goes Down, the podcast where we watch movies after our kids go to bed. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. See you next time. After the Kid Goes Down is brought to you by Matt and Nicole. Research by Ariana Gracia. Music and editing by Kate Falconer. Produced by Matt Robinson and Nicole Robinson, associate producer Kate Falconer. Mm -hmm.